You don't really need to know, or probably should. I'm Kira Revan, and this, this is the Sunday Seven. On today's episode, we're tapping into plant communication. There's evidence that other people's sweat could help treat social anxiety, and we celebrate 50 years of the mobile phone. But first, it was on this day in 1981, Nature published the longest scientific name in history with 16,569 nucleotides. The systematic name for human mitochondrial DNA is 207,000 letters long. It can be hard to remember a time before we had mobile phones. Now they've replaced maps, watches, calendars, cameras and so many more devices and tools. This week marks 50 years since the first mobile call. We started out with the brick-like Motorola's Dynatac 8000X and mobile technology has come a long way since then. To celebrate, here are some of the top moments from the last 50 years that made smartphones what they are today. First up, the first call. On the 3rd of April 1973, on a busy street in New York, the world's first mobile phone call was made. Martin Cooper, an engineer at Motorola, rang his friend at rival firm Bell Laboratories to tell him what he was doing. Uh, I took out my phone book. That gives you an idea what primitive times these were. Uh, and I called my counterpart in the Bell system, a fellow named uh, Joel Well, I dialed his number uh, and amazingly he answered. And I said, uh, Joel, I'm calling you uh, a cell phone, but a real cell phone, a personal, handheld, portable cell phone. Up next, a ringtone that's engraved on everyone's brain. Ding, ding. No, not that one. In 1994, Wet 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 had the best-selling single, but it's the iconic Nokia ringtone that defined the year and still has us reaching for our pockets. And finally... Hey Siri, can you set a reminder to subscribe to the Smart 7 podcast? After the huge success of the iPod, Steve Jobs unveiled the iPhone in January 2007 and by June of the same year, people had it in their hands. 30 years after the first mobile, the iPhone with its multi-touch display covering most of the device earned its place as Time Magazine's invention of the year, changing the tech industry forever. houseplants might be crying out for help if only you could hear them. Researchers at Tel Aviv University in Israel have found that plants make sounds that are undetectable to the human ear and they get noisier if they need water or if their stems have been cut. The audio of the sounds made by a dry tomato plant have been sped up and edited so it can be heard. Have a listen to this. Here is Professor Lilac Hadani, the study's lead author. When a tomato plant is feeling well, it emits very few sounds. But when it is stressed, when it is dehydrated or cut or sick, it emits plenty of sounds. And we can uh, tell the type of stress and the species of the plant from this sound. These results have several implications. First, it means that in many cases, plants that appear stressed are also emitting sounds 
only we do not hear them. According to Yossi Yavel, a co-author of the study, this could mean that someone is listening to these sounds. Many mammals, small mammals, rodents, bats, I study bats most of the time, can hear these plants. Many insects can hear ultrasonic signals in these uh, frequencies and we analyze and we show that they can uh, do so from several meters. And that's exactly what we're studying now. So for example, you can imagine a moth uh, eavesdropping on the plant when it is making a decision such as uh, where to eat or what plant to eat or something like that. That's exactly the, the directions that we're interested in right now. And now we know plants make noise. What do we as humans do with this knowledge? One immediate possibility is, of course, agriculture, right? We could perhaps uh, eavesdrop on the plants from a distance and say whether they're drying out, whether they, they're dehydrated. Maybe we can manipulate insects if some of them are uh, listening to the plants. But these are all still just ideas uh, that have to be uh, followed up on. Still to come on the Sunday 7, sweat for social anxiety and an Argentine giant arrives in London. manage your anxieties? Well, according to new research, there could be a new treatment on the horizon. A new study from the Karolinska Institute in Sweden shows that sniffing other people's sweat may be able to help treat social anxiety. We spoke to the study's lead researcher, Eliza Vigna, and apparently it's not just about body odour, but it's all about the chemo signals. So, uh, chemo signals are molecules that are produced by our body as an answer to specific uh, physical and emotional states. And uh, these uh, molecules are able to produce uh, behavioral and physiological responses in other um, humans. So how did you gather these sweat samples and what did you do with them? Basically, we invited women aged from uh, 18 to 35 to come to the lab and uh, do a mindfulness uh, meditation through an app while they were uh, sniffing from a little tube placed under their nose. They were receiving this airflow coming from a specific machine which contained uh, sweat pads. So the sweat pads were previously collected in another study done in Lisbon. And these sweat pads contained uh, the sweat of uh, people that were watching either happy or fearful movies or uh, the third group of women was exposed to uh, clean air. So the airflow didn't have actually anything in there. What they found was that patients who completed a mindfulness session while exposed to body odour saw a 39% reduction in social anxiety, while without body odour there was a 17% reduction in anxiety scores. It is a, a big difference, but you have to consider that this is a relative measure. So uh, the score saying that it's 40% less, it might mean that between uh, there is a like four point uh, difference in the score or two points, then you actually need to get into the uh, into the real number to understand the magnitude of, of the change. Eliza, were you at all surprised by the results? We were surprised because we saw that uh, the group, the two group exposed uh, to body odor were showing uh, similar results and they were exposed one to fearful uh, body odor so uh, sweat that was collected from people watching fearful movies and uh, the other one was sweat collected from people that were watching happy uh, movies and we were not expecting the same results in these two groups because we thought that the emotional component of the 
body odor would have an effect. Why do these sweat molecules seem to have such a positive effect on social anxiety? For now, there are no real uh, implications. I mean, the implications are all hypothetical uh, because this is a, a preliminary study, an explorative study. Um, so first of all, we need to replicate and see whether these effects are seen uh, also by other. This is a, a first-time study that, that does this kind of uh, experiment. So uh, more research is needed, first of all. And second of all, uh, we used samples that were collected from uh, other people. So in order for it to become something that can be used as an answer of existing therapies, the next step of the research uh, is the identification and uh, synthesis of the chemicals responsible for this effect. So until we are able to identify and synthesize these these chemicals, um, I don't see a way of of implementing this type of uh, treatment and answer for the public. What are the next steps for your research? So first of all, we are conducting a bigger study right now. with the very similar designs, but we are also including um, another odor group. So a neutral body odor um, to see whether it's the social component as I was uh, talking about. And uh, and then of course in the project, there are other uh, parts that have been uh, carried out by our partners in PISA. And one of them is, uh, as I was saying before, the chemical analysis and uh, the creation of synthetic sweat and uh, if uh, we are successful with that then we will proceeding in testing also this synthetic sweat in a further study. A replica of the biggest known dinosaur ever to roam the Earth is going on display for the first time in Europe. The colossal Patagotitan Maiorum is one of the largest known creatures to have ever roamed the planet and now it's squeezing into London's Natural History Museum. The Titanosaur, which has been extinct for millions of years, has travelled from Argentina to the UK where paleontologists hope it will inspire a new generation. This is Sinead Marin, the museum's exhibition lead. In order to sustain a body of that size, they needed to eat a huge amount of food. So they would have been eating almost all day, every day. And they probably needed about 120 kilos of food just, yeah, per day just to sustain their size. So they would have spent most of the time grazing. It was an Argentinian farmer who spotted the first bone in Patagonia in 2010. He called in scientists and over the next two years they uncovered 280 more. The skeleton that's going on display is actually bones from six individuals cast in resin and pieced together like an intricate puzzle. To get a sense of its size, the Titanosaurus skeleton is 35 metres long, almost the equivalent of four double-decker buses and three times the size of a T-Rex. It would have dwarfed elephants and humans alike and paleontologists are still learning about how they were able to evolve to become so large. This is paleontologist Paul Barrett. 
Really fast growth meant they could get to these enormous sizes, and then various aspects of their skeleton meant they could walk around at these large sizes. Huge pillar-like legs, really wide hips that helped stabilize the body, and also they would have had a gigantic heart and a huge gut to help power all of the energy that you need to move that body around. As well as inspiring wonder, the exhibit hopes to also remind people that we have our own titans to protect, like the African savannah elephant, which is currently endangered. By preserving their habitats and preventing their illegal poaching, we can stop them from becoming future museum exhibits. Still to come on the Sunday 7, a new record for the deepest fish ever recorded and an unusual pint is on the way. Right after this. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're listening to The Sunday 7. Follow us for your weekday news espresso. Or maybe try our UK edition. It's all in the usual places. We've had some clear nights recently, which used to mean a fantastic view of the starry night sky. In recent years, however, the number of stars we can see with the naked eye has decreased dramatically due to light pollution. New research suggests that in areas where 250 stars were once visible 20 years ago, you'd only see 150 now. Whether it's street lights, advertising or purely decorative, light pollution is getting worse. To find that out, researchers collected night sky observations from all around the world. People went out in their local areas, counted the stars and submitted their results to an online project called Glow at Night. This showed that over the last decade, the night sky has been getting around 10% brighter every year. This is Dr. Christopher Kaiba from the German Research Centre for Geosciences talking to the BBC about the results. This view of the stars is, is disappearing, right? So this is something that until relatively recently, right, within one or two lifetimes was something that was a shared uh, experience across everyone around the world, this going out and seeing stars at nighttime. It's also a symbol and a reminder that the way we are lighting is relatively wasteful um, and that we don't seem to be getting better at it. The brighter the night sky is, the brighter a star has to be for us to see with the naked eye. So even in a quiet rural area on a clear night, when the street light starts to glow, the sky glows and that obscures the faintest stars. In fact, the glow gets brighter every year and we lose more and more of those stars from our view. Light pollution doesn't just obscure the night sky, it's been shown to affect the behaviour of nocturnal animals and to disrupt our sleep and affect our health. 
health and unlike so many complicated environmental problems, this one can be fixed by simply turning down the lights. A new record has been set for the deepest fish ever recorded and according to scientists, this species isn't even meant to be a deep sea fish. Snailfish are great. Snailfish are amazing because they are not a deep sea fish. So they're the deepest fish in the world, but they're not a deep sea fish. They're a, the family is called Leparidae and they are 300 species at least of, of snailfish. Most of them are very, very shallow. That's Professor Alan Jameson. He's the chief scientist on the deep sea expedition that caught this fish in August 2022. Most snailfish may live in shallow water, but when researchers from the University of Western Australia and the Tokyo University of Marine Science and Technology found the fish, it was 27,349 feet down. So I love the fact that they're kind of small and goofy and and just not being very deep-sea-like, yet at the same time, they're way more deep-sea than most deep-sea fish. For 10 years, this team has been studying the deepest fish in the world and Professor Jemison doesn't believe their new record will be beaten. And if it is, it won't be by much. It'll become trivial now. I don't think there's any way in which we'd find a fish a thousand metres deeper or even even, even maybe a hundred metres deeper. So we're confident now that we've really, really understood this. A spoonful of beer sounds unusual, but could be the future of your favourite pint. A brewery in eastern Germany has developed a beer powder designed to reduce the heavy carbon footprint of beer exports. To activate the drink, simply mix the powder with water and voila! This is Stefan Friedshire, general manager of the brewery, explaining on 7 News Australia how the product came about. Yes, yeah, so the point is we are exporting already worldwide uh, through different nations and uh, in different countries. And so we were always unhappy with the fact that uh, we are just um, transporting water and uh, glasses uh, through the world, so bottles and water. So if you think about uh, one uh, one bottle of beer is about a half a kilogram water, half a kilogram uh, of uh, glass. And uh, so how can we do it even better? So we want to reduce uh, the transport uh, mainly. So about 90%, so we can just transport uh, the beer. According to the brewery, the powdered beverages taste just like normal regular beer, although it's alcohol-free. But there are plans in the works to change that. Very soon we have also an alcohol version. Uh, we want to about, and in about three months, we are ready with everything. So we have a kind of proof of concept that everything is working very, very well. And then we are looking for, for partners, for investors who wants to find, a, to found a startup with us. And that's not all the brewery has in the works. We did a cherry beer, anti-aging beer, bath beer. So you can even take a bath inside the beer, a potato beer, spargel beer. Yeah. Um, so we have about 42 different types of beers which are produced, even marathon beer, uh, 40 different types of beers which we are producing right now, and even gluten-free beer, um, uh, non-alcohol, 0.0-alcohol-free um, uh, beer. As a small company, I'm, 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 I'm thinking every day in the morning, I'm thinking about what, what can I do, how can I destroy my own company, because if I can <laughs> think about the possibility to destroy my own company, yeah. someone else may also do, and so we are developing very, very nice things here. 
This has been the Sunday 7. However you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. with the regular Smart 7 Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.